This is Goals with Soul, a podcast for visionary coaches and entrepreneurs, building your business with inspired action. In alignment with your mission and authentic message, so you can create impact for your soul clients and feel lit up every day. I'm your host, Joe Ingram, married mum of three daughters from London and a former ad agency director turned business coach and strategist. In Goals with Soul, we blend revenue generation with energetics, marketing strategies with pranic healing, and ambitious business goals with our soul's desires. If you're looking to build your business with less efforting and more ease, this is the podcast for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul. I'm Joanna Ingram. And of course, intuition is incredibly important when it comes to building our businesses with ease. And in fact, the reason that I renamed this podcast into Goals with Soul is because we are allowed to be ambitious and to desire business growth, but to do it in tune with ourselves. And this in tune piece is so relevant that I was instantly attracted to my guest's amazing Hay House book called Living in Tune, 21 Questions to Activate Your Intuition and Find Your Purpose, written by the amazing Liz Roberta, who we are going to hear from in just a moment. And allowing that intuition to flow is sometimes one of the hardest things for us to do, even though, of course, we know it's also one of the most important. And I'm so excited to share with you today my conversation with Liz, because she is absolutely mastering this particular piece of the puzzle that is so critical for those of us who want to build businesses that feel as great as the results that we create. Now, Liz Roberta is, as I've said, a Hay House author, and she's also an award-winning spiritual life and business coach who is named the Emerging Voice of 2020 by Kindred Spirit Magazine and one of the five most influential female coaches of 2021 by Entrepreneur Mogul. Liz is a certified life coach, Reiki practitioner, meditation teacher, and hypnotherapist, and her Millennial Manifesto blog has been read by nearly half a million people. Her book, Living in Tune, is one of the industry-leading books on intuition. Now, today, Liz is going to share with us her approach to using intuition in business, why it's important, what blocks intuition, and of course, how to unlock that so you can at last be in tune with your higher self and the way to create a much easier path through the daily trials and tribulations that we associate with being an entrepreneur. So let's dive in. Hello, Liz. Welcome to Goals with Soul. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you here because I absolutely loved your book. There was so much in there for us to think about, for us to do practically. And to have you here, to be able to pick your brains is another level, really. And intuition, for me, I know for so many people that listen to this podcast too, is something that is incredibly important to us, not just in our lives, but in our businesses as well. And given the fact that you talk so much about intuition, have been such a great teacher with Hay House on this subject, I'd love to know about kind of your journey. Were you always super intuitive or has it been something that you've grown over time? That's a great question. And a lot of my work is actually bringing intuition to the forefront because what I noticed doing this work is that even people who don't identify as spiritual still talk about gut feelings, mother's intuition. They are using their intuition. They just don't have the awareness or the vocabulary to realize that's what they're doing. And that's kind of what it was like for me. So I was always a very sensitive child. 
and my intuition was speaking to me. I did have that connection with it. But because I didn't have the vocabulary or the awareness, I completely went against it. So I remember sometimes I would get a terrible feeling, you know, my stomach would sink, I'd feel tension, just or oh, dread. And I'd still do it anyway, which now just blows my mind. But I did always have the connection. I just wasn't aware of it. And that's why I think this work is so important because it's so obvious now that, oh, that was a no from my intuition. But I went and did it anyway, had a terrible outcome, horrible results, you know, a horrible experience. And I didn't realize that that is what my body was telling me. And I just didn't have the awareness of it. So I have always been intuitive, but I did not know how to use it. I did, however, start reading tarot when I was 14. So I was a gothic teenager. I had black hair. Everything was pierced. And uh, and so with that came, you know, a bit of an interest in the occult, anything that was weird, dark. And so one of my little gothic friends introduced me to tarot cards. She since she now works for the government and, you know, isn't interested in spirituality at all. But I stuck with the tarot cards. And so I've been reading tarot for over half my life now. And I've always had that connection with tarot. Tarot is an incredible tool because it literally tells you the answers on cards. So even in my darkest times, you know, I've had depression, anxiety disorder, eating disorders. So when you're in that place of just absolute struggle and inner torment, it is so hard to feel your intuition, hear your intuition, because there's so much noise getting in the way and there's a lot of fear and self-doubt. Those things are incredibly detrimental to intuition. However, even through those times, I always had my pack of tarot cards, the same pack I still have now. And so that was always able to guide me forward. And one of the exercises in my book is actually about using cards for that reason, because no matter what you're going through right now, even if you are full of fear and stress and you just don't even know what you're thinking or what you're feeling, you're confused, cards will give you a message or an answer. And then you always have the option of, okay, do I agree with that or not? So it's not like you have to just take them and do it. It's not about giving your power away, but it's a great tool for reflection and helping you to feel, does that feel in tune for me? Does that not feel in tune for me? So it's been a massive journey. And I truly believe that it was for a reason. I believe everything happens for a reason. And because I went down so many paths that were out of tune for me, and I did two careers before being an entrepreneur, I worked in investment banking, first of all, and then fashion as a merchandiser, a high street retailer. And, you know, I went into those four different reasons Then I went into entrepreneurship. I wasn't following my purpose and my passion. I was coming from lack or, you know, wanting other types of things. And I it felt awful. I had a terrible experience doing those things because I wasn't listening to my intuition at the time. But now looking back, I do believe that was for a purpose to enable me to write Living in Tune because so many people are still in that place of not understanding their intuition, not following it, not living in line with their purpose. So I believe I went through it in a pretty condensed period of time. I mean, people have career changes throughout life. But I mean, I only lasted in those careers like two, three years, but they felt terrible. Like every day felt awful. And I feel like it was very condensed compared to other people's journeys. So I could just like go through it, learn the lessons and then like go away, write a book, help other people who are in the same situation.
There is so much there that is completely relatable to me and to so many. I mean, first of all, I do fall into that category of someone that was in a misaligned career for a very long time, in my case, nearly two decades. So the fact that you did go through it really fast, and I don't want to diminish how difficult it is to retract and leave a career in finance or leave a career working for a high street retailer, which these are very coveted positions. And I imagine that most people, more like myself, would have stuck around for longer because I should. I should stick around for longer. It was hard. Other people want it. This is what I thought I wanted. Therefore, I need to make the best of it. Kind of a, I've made my bed. Now I've got to lie in it positioning. And I love the fact that you were in tune enough to say, no, this isn't it. I'm just completely moving. I'm pivoting. I'm going to make a decision now. How was that for you? And like, how big a transitions and pivots did you make at the time? Wow, that is such a great question because it was incredibly hard. For me, a lot of it was about fear of judgment, status, what other people would think. So when I left my first career, that was actually easier. I was so miserable in finance. You know, I literally wore gray suits. It was majority men. And it was very obvious. I mean, a lot of people who knew me were like, yeah, that's not really you. And I'm like, well, thanks for telling me now. So that was actually easier. And I was younger. I think the harder transition was the second one when I came out of fashion, because by that point I was engaged. So we had, you know, a wedding coming up. We had a mortgage. We owned a four bedroom house in Leicester at this point. So it was much more serious and there was more at stake. And also what I really struggled with was people thinking I was flaky at this point. I'd already done one career change. It was kind of like you get a free pass to change it once. You know, I decided when I was, you know, before I was 18, I did my career, uh, my degree in economics to do that career. So I got like a free pass from everyone, I think the first time. But then when I went into fashion and wanted to leave that, that was actually much harder. And even I was doubting myself because I really thought fashion was it. I've always loved fashion. I thought it'd be more fun, creative, expressive. I still love all those things. And still it wasn't right. So then I was doubting myself. People were looking at me like, okay, this is like Goldilocks over here. It's, you know, nothing is quite right. It's just her being flaky, but I knew I wasn't. So it was frustrating because I'm actually incredibly committed and diligent and dedicated and conscientious. But it didn't look like that because I would do something for a few years and leave. So it was incredibly hard. But I mean, thankfully, it felt so terrible in my body. I mean, I literally felt like I had a big rock in my gut. I mean, it made me very anxious, filled with dread every day. And it got worse and worse and worse. So I I really had no choice. And I'm thankful as hard as it was at the time, I didn't, I really couldn't stay there. It made me more and more ill. And I remember in fashion, interestingly, I would always get these terrible colds and I would end up having to leave halfway through the day because I would just be pouring from the nose, very, very ill. And they happened all the time. And then when I left that job, they stopped. So my body was just really trying to get me out of there. Um, But it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I do think it gets harder as you get older, as time goes on, you have more commitments, you have people depending on you. For example, when I went into entrepreneurship, we actually rent out that house that we own now when we moved into a two bedroom flat that we rented. So we did things to, you know, reduce costs, downsize. 
And that's not always an option, you know, once you have kids and things like that. So it is incredibly challenging. And I think it's so important to give yourself grace with that. And it's not like one day I made the decision and then I walked out the next day. I mean, for a year and a half when I was in finance, I was completely miserable. I'd made the decision a year and a half beforehand, but I needed to save up the money. I actually did a master's in between. So I needed to save up the money to do that and make transitions. So it's not something that happens overnight. It requires planning and saving. But ultimately, it's worth it. And in the grand scheme of life, it's such a small period of time, you still have so much life left, that you want to make the most of it and do what you love. Oh, that's so true. And it was really brave of you. And I guess it makes it a lot easier when you're a person that trusts your intuition, because you know that you're being guided. And I love what you said earlier on, when you said that many people can't really tune in very easily. And that was one of the driving forces that created the book for you. It's like people need to understand how to really tune into their intuition. And I know from my experience, it's been a longer journey of really trusting what it says because I spent so much time in that masculine brain energy where it's all about rational decision making and having such an active overthinking mind that you're not really tuning in and listening because that soft whisper is so quiet in comparison to the loud ego mind. I'd love to know, like, how do you work with either clients or yourself to help people tune in in that way? Like, what's the magic source? Is there such a thing? I mean, I'd love to say there's just one simple thing, one answer. I don't think that's pretty much ever the case for anything. I think we'd love to distill it down to one thing. I really think I often say intuition is a lifestyle because you need to have a lifestyle that supports you having that connection with yourself. And it can be really hard because people are so busy nowadays. So if you are someone listening who's super busy, mother, full-time job, maybe a side hustle, looking after the house, pets, then what I suggest to people like that is when you walk the dog, don't have a podcast in your ears. Don't be listening to music. Take that time to just try and meditate and moving meditation when you're exercising, when you're driving. When I used to drive to my job in fashion, I'd started on this spiritual path and I realized I was just bombarded all the time. I didn't get a second to just be quiet, be still. So I turned off the radio. And so that 45 minutes I had in the car I would be in silence. So it's trying to make that space within your lifestyle where you are literally just spending time with yourself. That is how you get to know yourself. That is how you connect with yourself. That's how you can start to prioritize yourself and be like, right, this is what I feel. This is what I think. This is what I value. This is what I believe. And when you start doing that, you're putting yourself first, you're honoring yourself, and then that actually helps your intuition start to bloom. You also need to have some quiet time, as I mentioned. So whether that is a literal meditation practice that you have every day, whether that is running by water, whether that is your yoga practice, you need to have some space where your brain isn't do, 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 go, go, go on calls all day, to-do lists. Because when you're doing that, like you said, you're in that masculine energy, that doing, that busyness, essentially your ego brain, you're just fighting to survive. And then it's so hard, you already said it, to hear that tiny little voice, that little inner knowing. So it's all about a connection with yourself, essentially, and listening to yourself and then honoring that. A big thing that actually separates people from following their intuition is a disconnection with their own power. 
Because even if you can feel your intuition, even if it's there, if you don't believe in your own power and see yourself as an authority in your own life, you're still not going to follow it. You're not going to trust it. You're going to doubt it. You're going to question it. You're going to do what someone else is doing or what someone else tells you to do. You're going to people please. So it's kind of like two different things you need to do. You need to, first of all, know what your intuition is, but then you also need to feel powerful and strong and brave enough to actually follow it as well. That is one of the best explanations I think I've ever heard for intuition, at least for the sort of mind that I have. Because sometimes, and I I think this happened to me quite a lot when I very first started getting into this space, which is we think in terms of, okay, cool, I want to be more intuitive. What do I need to do? So we start to look to meditations. I need to meditate. I need to do this. And I love how you opened by saying, just silence. It like takes stuff away. It's not about more. It's about less. And I realized I mean, about a year ago, I was walking around my woods and I, I head to the woods nearly every single day, but I was always plugged into a podcast. And I think part of my mind thought, hmm, this is uh, what Tony Robbins calls no extra time. If I'm going to walk for my health, then isn't it great that I'm also absorbing some awesome stuff for my business right now or for my mindset, which does seem to make sense, but it was completely blocking this opportunity to just be present and just be ready to receive, which when I started to turn off the music, turn off the podcast and just walk, at first I found it really, really uncomfortable. It was like an an absence of something. And then I started listening to the birds singing and the crunching of the leaves underfoot and listening to my breath and allowing more intuition to flow. And sometimes it comes in so fast, I have to actually prevent myself from recording a podcast episode literally there and then as I'm walking around or jumping into Instagram and giving some incredible message that I feel so inspired to give on a live or something and and say, no, 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 if it's that important, it will still be with you in 20 minutes or half an hour when you finish your walk. So I completely get where you're coming from. And I'd love to hear a bit more about this trust piece, which you were you were just starting to talk about there, which is this idea that we have to trust that we are connected to source and intuitive and the messages that are coming through can be something that we should follow. Do you have times when you feel that you're not sure if it's wishful thinking or true intuition? How do you tell the difference? Oh my goodness. Yes. I still struggle with this. I mean, everyone does because every day is so different. Sometimes you leap out of bed, you feel amazing. You're so in tune, so in your power. Other days, you don't feel like that. You feel anxious. You feel stressed. You feel busy. Maybe a launch isn't going that well. And then you start doubting yourself. So yeah, it's definitely a journey. Um, And again, I've already used this word. It's about giving yourself grace. Not every day is going to be the same. But I always say it's about trial and error. So over time, when you just keep practicing and you keep going with it, then you learn. And also don't be afraid to fail like anything, like in business. It's not like, oh, I don't know what my intuition is telling me, so I'm not going to do anything and just stay right here. Like just go with something. And I believe that even if you go the quote wrong way, then maybe that's for a reason. Maybe that's to learn a lesson. It's to refine your intuition for next time because you're like, oh, I did have that tiny little feeling. I went that way. That didn't work. Okay. When that happens next time, then I know that I need to do the other thing. 
So it's important not to have this kind of perfectionism around it. It's just about experimenting. I always say entrepreneurship is about experimentation. It's the same with intuition. It's just trying, seeing what happens. It's a learning process. You learn by trying, experiencing, going wrong, going right. And it's the same with intuition. So it's just a journey. It's something you develop over time. Having physical tools, like I said, like cards, like a pendulum, um, even flipping a coin. It's just you get presented with a an answer and then you have the opportunity. Do I agree with that? Or do I not? And they're great tools, physical tools, when you're having those doubtful days can be really helpful. And I I mean, I had it on a day recently, actually, I was just in this doubt. It was near an eclipse. If anyone listening knows what that's like, when it's just like, oh, the energy was just crazy. And I was full of doubt. But I was trying to write, I think it was an email or an Instagram post uh, for my business. And I was like, I just can't do this because all of my work is intuitively channeled. So when I'm in that doubt and here and there, I find it really hard to write what I want to write and for it to feel really aligned and I can really support what I'm saying. And so what I do in those situations is I literally lie down and I might put on some binaural beats, but I will do the opposite of trying to do things. I will try and do nothing if time allows, of course. And I will just right, sit empty, I'm feeling confused, I'm doubtful, I'm going here and there, back and forth. Okay, right, I just need to shut up for a minute. My brain needs to stop. So I will just lie down, empty my mind, and then just allow. And hopefully something will come through, but you just can't force it. And, you know, it's great when things do come through. I grab my voice notes on my phone, I'll talk into it so I can capture whatever magic flows through. But if it doesn't, sometimes if I'm still really, really stuck, I'm like, I really can't get behind what I'm saying today. So I'll just wait till the next day. And then what will happen the next day is something else will come through. I'm like, oh, I wasn't meant to post that yesterday because this is so much better. And I'm so glad I didn't take action yesterday. So it's this beautiful balance between taking action anyway, but also knowing when it feels so and you just cannot get past it no matter how hard you try that sometimes that's actually your signal to wait and that it's not right at this very second so it's learning that balance between when do I need to just push through it try something different or when do I keep pushing and it is just not landing and again this is trial and error this is experience not something to get in your head about so many people get all in their head about it especially when you're a high achiever and you know you want to do everything to a star standard so then when you start learning about intuition you're like right how do I do it I want to do it really well give me the process which I'm sure is the case for a lot of people listening and it's kind of about letting go of that and learning to flow like the cover art of my book is all about flow So it's letting go of that perfectionist piece because actually the perfectionist piece, wanting all the answers, how do I do it? That's often coming from fear, needing to prove yourself, needing to validate yourself. Those things are the ego, the human part of us. And they actually don't serve us that well when it comes to intuition, which is more about surrender, trust, letting go and not being ruled by fear. So it's the opposite of that. It's about having total trust. And like I said, even if you know, something goes quote unquote wrong, trusting that there's a lesson there, trusting that it's for a reason, making you stronger for next time. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And that trust and certainty piece is definitely the piece that many people find the hardest because when you're experiencing a 3D reality that isn't to your liking, you're not getting your goals and you're not hitting your desires, you get to a point where 
you might think, well, it's not going to happen. Perhaps I was making a big mistake. And so many people listening to this are building businesses, particularly in the coaching space. And there's a lot of challenges within that industry. And we have to consistently be finding new ways and creating an opportunity to not burn out instead to create ease and flow. And I know from my experience, I was pushing really hard and then I thought, right, I just need to trust. And so then I started to move into this flow space and then I really wasn't doing anything very much. (laughs) And it was like, I couldn't seem to find the middle path for the longest time. And even now that I'm aware of it, it's really easy to fall into that doing mentality because I think I can trust it because that's what served me in my previous career by working harder and doing more. But yet knowing that it's actually the flow state that's going to allow the intuition to speak through me and create the ease. So I've navigated that quite quite nimbly of late, but I know that I'm always going to be going back through the loop in some way. Is that something that we should be able to stay right down the middle or is it more common to be either taking action or in a state of flow? Yeah, this is a great question because the clientele I work with are in the spiritual space. So a lot of coaches, healers, tarot readers, some therapists, And a lot of people really struggle with this because you go from the wounded masculine, the hustle, the corporate career, and you're like, oh, that was terrible. That felt awful. Then you go into the spiritual work and you're like, oh, this feels amazing. It feels so dreamy, so good. And it's very hard to then pull yourself out of that space. But what can happen is when you stay in that space, you can end up giving away a lot of your power and you start waiting for things to happen because you experience magic, you experience synchronicities, divine timing. So I'll often have people say they're waiting for divine timing. And I'm like, no, 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 you've gone too far that way. Divine timing is something that happens miraculously. You don't sit at home waiting for a synchronicity to happen or waiting for something to happen. You live your life and then that magic just happens around you. So it is so important to have that balance. And I think the true magic of manifestation, creating the life that you want is being able to balance those two things because we have Mother Earth, the physical world, and then we also have Father Sky, the cosmic world, the universe. And when you can master the physical world, and the spiritual world, the non-physical world, and bring those two things together. You can take action in the physical world, learn the strategy, and you can master energy, your healing journey, manifestation. I mean, you have everything you could ever need. And it's, yeah, it's one of my big pet peeves because I've been in the spiritual world. I lived in Glastonbury for a year and a half. I talk about it in the book where I experienced this pendulum swing because I went from the mainstream Western world who a lot of people aren't connected with this spiritual aspect yet. So I dove into the full spiritual world and I was like, hang on a minute, this isn't it either. I also have this entrepreneurial side of me and very driven, ambitious, and those needs weren't being met within that world. So now I do feel like a lot of my purpose is to walk this middle path and be like, guys, you can take action, you can be organized, you can make money, you can have a great time and be busy and fulfilled. 
And also be so in tune with your intuition and love the energy work. Be on a healing journey. Feel in tune. Have magic happening all around you. You can totally have both. And I actually think that's where the magic is. And that's where the stability is. You said about feeling that kind of swing, that to and fro. And what happens is that creates a lot of doubt. And you're fearful of swinging to the other side because you swung to the other side because you didn't like that side. So then you have that fear of going back to it. So I think if we can incorporate the best of both, I think that is really optimal. I don't think it's about this or that. I think it's both. Uh, as you're talking, I can see why I feel that like you're a spiritual sister, because literally the words coming out of your mouth is like you're inside my head. You've followed the journey that I've been on over the last few years. And it's been exactly that for me, where I came out of that all powerful, all dramatic, action taking, masculine corporate thing. And then went the other way and qualified as a pranic healer and breathwork facilitator and was like all about the spiritual side of business. And now I love the fact that we can talk about creating ease in our businesses, but there's actually some kind of chops behind it. You know, it's not just like, oh, you should create ease, work four hours a day, which a lot of people are going to say, well, that sounds very nice. And when's the rest of the work going to get done? But instead, it's about just making the work feel so much easier by being quiet sometimes and not doing something in the moment that feels completely misaligned, but instead coming back to it, but keep showing up, keep taking the action, but doing it in such a way that you're really conscious of the difference between that sort of doing and being energy, which I love. How did you inject that into your business? So you've described a very sort of pendulum swing journey of your own. And I'd love to know, how you kind of got from there to the position of writing a book for Hay House, which is not something everyone can claim. It's, you know, really impressive. How did that all happen for you? And then obviously to the point you are now working in the way that you do with your clients. Yeah, so it was a journey over quite a few years. So we're recording this at the end of 2022, and it was actually in 2018 that it all began. And at that point, I was working full time in fashion and I'd be walking down the corridor holding clothes to take to some PR meeting or whatever. And these words just kept falling into my head. And I would catch them in my phone, in my notes. And then one day I was scrolling, scroll, and it just never ended. And I was like, right, I'm going to put these in a Word document on my laptop. And it was over 30,000 words. And I was like, okay, um, this is strange. It was never something I consciously decided to do. It just started happening. So I was, as I said before, I was already on a spiritual journey at this point. I was doing yoga. I started getting up earlier in the mornings to open my third eye and I'd watch Mind Valley videos and things like this. And these words started coming in while I was working in this corporate world in fashion. So as I transitioned out of that, I then actually went into a part-time job. Again, I tell the story in the book. It was this incredible synchronicity where I got the most amazing job. It paid £40 an hour for a part-time job, mainly work from home. I went into a university for one day a week, taught some seminars, did marketing. It was just absolutely amazing. So I had so much free time. So I was doing like 50-50. And then eventually I was able to do full-time entrepreneurship. So it was a transition that happened over time. And with regards to the book and doing this work, I very much feel it was a mission that was assigned to me. I would never sit there and kind of logically choose this. It's very difficult. I experience a lot of resistance. No one understands what I do. 
people disagree with it a lot of the time. So it's certainly not an easy path. I mean, if I had, if I felt like I had the choice, I would have just stayed in investment banking. I mean, everyone applauded me for that. And it's a very simple progression and, you know, secure and all those things, but it's just not what I'm here to do. And actually, now I'm so much more fulfilled. I love the work I do every day. I get to make a difference. I get to be myself. I get to express myself. I get to live in line with my values, experience freedom, growth and impact every day. But, you know, it has been a journey. And like I said before, it's not something that happens overnight. So don't put that expectation on yourself that, oh, I think I want to do this. Oh, it has to happen tomorrow because you do have to work with the physical world. Yes, follow your heart, your intuition, your passion, but you also have to have some of that grounded realism of being able to support yourself, you know, savings. How can you create income for yourself? And there was a few months, there was three months between leaving my full time job and getting offered that part time job. And in that time, I was doing clinical trials. I mean, I would literally stay in these clinical trial units and get these experimental drugs to make cash. And I would sell things on eBay. Like you just have to do what you have to do. But I think, I think I'm quite lucky in that I was able to truly know what my purpose and my calling was quite early in my twenties. So I felt it so strongly that I would do whatever it took to make it happen. But you do have to take the physical steps in order to do what you really love. And yeah, it took time. But now, thank goodness, I'm in a place where I get to do it full time while traveling. My book is out. I mean, that in itself took years. It took years to get a book deal, then have to work with a publisher but now it's all coming together. Thank goodness. It's so <laughs> inspiring, Liz. And I love to finish each episode with some inspired action suggestions, which is right up your street. <laughs> and so for somebody listening to this today, thinking that dialing up their intuition is something that's exactly aligned with their next step and create more ease for them in their lives and in their businesses, what's a simple step that somebody could take perhaps this afternoon or tomorrow to just start getting this as part of their everyday life? So what I would say is a three minute meditation. So pretty much anyone can do a three minute meditation and you set a timer on your phone for three minutes and you commit to that time being just for meditation. So you empty your mind, you have to have control over it, just be silent and you tune into your body instead. And I like to tune into my physical heart space and just go deep into your body and just allow whatever wants to come through to come through. So it's not like, right, guys, we've got three minutes. What do I need to know? Tell me what I need to know. It's actually a process of surrender and allowing and being okay with nothing coming through. But as you do it every day or a few times a week, what will happen is as you create that space, you just hold it, tune into your body. You might get the name of your next program. You might get an amazing idea, some words for your next Instagram post. I mean, you just have to develop that connection. And three minutes a day is all it takes. If you can truly commit to that time and not get distracted, not open your eyes and add something to your to-do list. If you can commit to just three minutes and set a timer, tune into your body, empty your mind pretty amazing things can come through in that time. And what I find is that when you work on that relationship with your intuition, it's like you feel like you're making a sacrifice taking that time out. But actually, the gold that comes through saves you so much time and effort and frustration in the long run and can actually condense that process so much because you're allowing yourself to receive the easiest, quickest, most aligned path forward for you. So three minutes to tune into your body and allow your intuition to connect with you is what I would say. 
Thank you so much. I know that I'm definitely going to be doing that. I might even do that when I get off this uh, recording, actually, because I've started to get more into guided meditations recently, whereas previously I was doing quieter meditations. And I think sometimes we need the variety. But this reminder today and the fact that three minutes is enough is really, really powerful. I think we should all create time to tune into ourselves for, well, three minutes a day. So, yeah, let us know how you get on with that one. If it's something that changes, you can get into the Instagram of myself or Liz. I'm going to share mine on my normal bit at the end. But Liz, tell us where we can find you online and learn more about what you do. Definitely. So as Joe said at the beginning, I'm a Hay House author. My book is Living in Tune, 21 Questions to Activate Your Intuition and Find Your Life Purpose. That's available wherever you buy books, Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, Barnes and Noble. There are lots of exercises in there to connect with your intuition. There's actually 21 practical exercises and lots of journaling prompts as well. So definitely go and check that out. I'm on Instagram at I'm Liz Roberta. My website is lizroberta.com and I run various different programs for female spiritual entrepreneurs. I have a membership community called Sacred Sisters and all of my work is based around aligning you with your power, balancing out those masculine and feminine energies so that you can create more income and impact in an aligned way that is true to you and your soul mission. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, Joe. My heartfelt thanks to Liz for sharing her light with us on Goals with Soul today. And to let you know that enrollment is now open for the Aligned Messaging Mastermind. If you are a visionary coach, high achieving, but stuck in a cycle of overthinking about your messaging, knowing that you want to work with clients who are elevated and more aligned with the way that you feel about the future of your business. You want to feel energized when you work with clients. You want to feel aligned with your marketing and no more hamster wheel content creation. You want to take your business from a situation of getting paying clients to a situation of choosing which clients you want to work with most. If that sounds familiar, then this could be for you. If you know the time is right for you to finally start working with those clients that light you up, to create marketing that thrills you rather than depletes you, and to get in tune with your messaging, the messaging that makes it easy for you to describe exactly what you do and attract the clients that want to work with you. I'm looking to work with a small number of coaches that desire a radical up level in their messaging, their marketing and their client alignment. Hop over to Instagram and send me a DM with the word aligned and I will share more details with you over there. And so to your inspired action. Take care. Bye now.